Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Smiling Sonia here. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of July 2020. I've been walking for about 20 minutes now, and uh, this is my audio journal. And this part of my journal is focused on me recovering from my latest bout of viral meningitis. This morning, yeah, um, I think maybe I'd describe it as a low mood. I don't really like these days feeling that I'm never in a low mood. I like to be very optimistic about things and positive. I think my body is just telling me today that things are just a bit low. My my body feels heavy this morning. And uh, yesterday, uh, oh, I the day before yesterday, I was feeling kind of okay. Uh, yesterday. My headache, sort of very, call it a groggy head, really, and sort of a band of tightness, um, sort of pain, which kind of just gradually got worse as the day went on. And although I didn't start the day with painkillers, I took painkillers yesterday before I went to bed and took painkillers again this morning as well and uh, but just feeling a bit the, the word that came into my head just then was depressed but I don't feel depressed I don't think I'm depressed but I have this sort of depressed feeling hmm <laughs> I I'm, I'm out on my walk uh, it's just it's it's like an, an automatic thing that I I do now Working, um, taking it quite slowly. Um, and I think what I know is that I I don't need to get anywhere fast, <laughs> so I can take my time. Just watching somebody practicing their skating, roller skating. So yes, uh, yes. Yeah, so feeling a bit, yeah, not depressed, but that's the word that keeps coming into my mind. I don't know why. It's interesting because after that first viral meningitis attack when I was 18, 
back in 1981. I, after I recovered, I guess, I went off to college, 200 miles away from home. I think I was running away, actually. So I started in the September. Uh, January, February, February the following year, I was in a psychiatric hospital. I became quite depressed and and battled with depression for for many, many years um, into my thirties and uh, in and out of psychiatric units. I actually thought at one point that that was going to be my life. I think one of the things that I've been grateful for, at least over the last 20 years, is my that I've overcome that. It doesn't mean I've not had periods where I have felt very low, I've been very unhappy, and and I think I may have had periods when I felt depressed, but I've always managed to kind of overcome and so I think at the moment I'm very aware, very aware of what my body's doing and how my body's feeling maybe. And I've got uh, neck pain at the moment, I've got the, the tinnitus in my ears. Um, maybe I'm a bit anxious about how long these symptoms are going to last. Getting back to work, how I'm going to manage work. Uh, I know how I struggle with concentrating on things for there's a lot of reading there can be a lot of reading quality assurance in my work and and how I can struggle with that immediately after an attack so maybe that's what's happening maybe I'm a bit anxious about that Anyway, um, this morning, this morning, I, I'm not sure why I decided, but um, yes, what, yesterday I was, I was thinking I needed to focus on the herpes because that's clearly, I'm thinking it's a trigger. So it starts with the herpes. And this morning when I woke up and a bit later <laughs> so, and I was looking for a podcast to listen to and then in my head I thought actually I, I, I looked, I decided I wanted to look up in the search engine herpes as a chronic 
illness, a disease, because I know that bowel meningitis, the recurrent bowel meningitis for me is a chronic illness. It's something that I'm, I'm just going to keep getting. <laughs> and I thought, well, herpes. How, how do they do they define herpes as a chronic illness? Because it does keep reoccurring. I guess I was, I was looking up some stuff yesterday, and oh yes, I I joined some Facebook support groups, herpes support groups. Not, never thought of doing that before, and I uh, found three and joined them. And yes, people struggle with with herpes. I think I I think I I mean I know I have it. And I think my focus has been viral, the viral meningitis, but maybe I've taken my eye off the ball with the herpes stuff. And so I, I decided to look it look it up. And I came across uh, an article that said herpes and adrenal fatigue. And I thought, oh my gosh, I remember being here a few years ago, I I must I think I must do the same thing. <laughs> I, I must that's me. I must go through the same. Oh my gosh! I'm just how wonderful. This is so. There are some very lovely, kind people in the world. I'm just past a tree, and I notice there's a sign on this tree. There's a sign on the tree that somebody's taking the time to type this sign out. And there's a little cap, a little tiger cap, kind of sort of pushed in where the tree, the trunk is kind of split into two. And it says here, the tiger cap in a tree. I was left by a child, left on my own in the wild. My face is a tiger's head, bright orange and not red. I was seen in different spaces, on a trunk, in a bush and now up a tree of all places. I wonder if my owner will come back. I think his name was Jack. If you see me around, tell Jack I've been found. Signed, Jack's cat. I'm just going to pause this recording and I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to stick it on my Facebook. You never know. <clears throat> somebody, somebody might recognise that. Oh, that's that's lovely. So lovely. Oh gosh, that just that brightness. That's something. That's brightness. That's brightening me. That's brightening. Remember what I was talking about now. Adrenal fatigue. That's right. Adrenal fatigue. I, I actually think <coughs> I want <coughs> excuse me <coughs> I'm looking at um the blackberries. I want to come out and pick some blackberries once that they're growing. There's tons of them. I can't remember to do it. I think it's uh, next month, August. I, I I know I know that one of the reasons I started doing these audios 
was because I was having such problems with my memory. And it's, I'm trying to hold things in my head so that I don't forget. <laughs> I would record things and at, at the end I had no idea what I talked about. I had to re-listen. Couldn't tell you what I was, I can tell you what I was talking about yesterday. I can, just can't tell details. Well, I guess that's probably, probably the same for, for everybody. So, but I, it's like I hold thoughts in my head. So I'm holding, as I'm talking, um, um, in my head I'm saying adrenal fatigue, adrenal fatigue, so that I don't forget to, that that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. Anyhow. Yeah, so it seems as if, you know, adrenal fatigue, it seems as if, I've come here before, and uh, so I'm going to have to, well, I've already, I'm going to have to, I have already, so I've been listening to a podcast, and somebody talking about adrenal fatigue, and one thing that they're saying, it's a US doctor talking about it, saying that two-thirds, he believes, or whoever did the study believes at least two-thirds, if not more, of the population is affected by adrenal fatigue, which is a sort of stress, stress, it's, it's related to stress. And uh, and I was thinking, I think I've thought about this before, that maybe I've, adrenal fatigue is something that um, I've suffered from. But they're sort of thinking there may well be a link to herpes because herpes is definitely, I know, um, triggered by uh, stress. And uh, uh, managing stress, you know. <sighs> oh, so I blew into that. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't sound too good. Yeah, but I mean stress. How do you... You can't completely eliminate stress. And... But he was going through some things. And I guess if I was to stop now and think... If I was just to think about the last... Even the last six months, what's been going on in my life, last six months to a year, I can say the last few years, but even if I just look at the last six to 12 months, what, what is going on in my life that may be causing stress? That's just happening. That, and there's some stuff I just don't have any control over. We're in the middle of a pandemic worldwide. COVID-19, coronavirus, that's killed so many people. And our lives have been completely turned upside down and changed. And people have had to change how they're working. People lost their jobs. People have been isolated. So, my job 
in terms of how that's affected my job, how I work. Um, so ooh, there's, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, in the middle, I'm going through a divorce at the moment. I'm living in a house that is going to be part of sort of being split. So we're both parties, part of them, you know, so I don't know whether I'm going to be staying in this house or whether I'm going to have to move. The health issues, I have, so I've had a diagnosis of a hernia. I, during that time, um, I know that I've got a pelvic prolapse, it's causing me issues. Uh, obviously, I've been working on keeping to a healthy weight, exercising, got my children, my daughter and my son. And things happening in their lives. I guess. I guess there may be stuff going on in my life that would be causing some kind of stress. Even though I might feel that I'm kind of, yes, I'm just going on. I'm just playing through. Life is good. Um. I'm grateful for how my life is, and I am. Um, every day, every day I do wake up, I am grateful that I'm able to get out of bed and stand on my two feet and walk, first thing. My mum wasn't able to do that. I'm so, so grateful. I am grateful that when I get out of bed in the morning, it's just me. It's just me. <laughs> uh, being single and not having the stresses of being in a relationship and all that toxicity. I'm so, so grateful for that. And I do have a lot of peace and serenity in my life. And I guess you can have a lot of peace and serenity in your life, but there's still stuff that's going on around and about you that will be having an impact on you physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, etc. So, <clears throat> I need to take it easy today. I went out walking a couple of times yesterday. I just, and I think that's why I know about my mood because. I just want to keep walking. One of the things many years ago when I used to get depressed, I constantly just wanted to run away. When looking back, I think I wanted to run away from my situation. <laughs> and I wasn't that brave, but I just kept wanting to run away all the time. I think more recently, I think how it, it comes out now, how I express it now, is I just, I just want to keep walking. I just want to... Keep, a bit like um, it's Forrest Gump. I remember that Forrest Gump. 
where he just wants me to walk and I, I feel a bit forest gumpy. I just, so I don't know that I want to run away. I don't think that's the feeling, but I, it's that I have to keep moving. I feel I need to keep moving. And so I'll do my morning walk and I'm inside and I'm okay. I'm okay with being inside and uh, doing just pottering, tottering, I suppose. And then I have this urge that I've got to go out for another walk. I've got to walk. I can walk. <laughs> yeah, so and that's what I'm doing at the moment. But I have to be careful about not overdoing it. And um, so <laughs> I can, I know later on today I'm going to want to come out for a walk again. I know I am. But uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Maybe I can look that up. The need to keep walking. There you go. So I'll find out. I'll find out. Anyway, uh, thanks for <laughs> hanging out with me again today. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, bye for now. <laughs>